With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. E-Roundtree. They think he's a righteous dude. On KC95. So it was supposed to be a day of celebration for Kansas City. As you know, turned into this. We just heard a bunch of, you know, pop, pop, and people started running and scattering. The girl next to me, where my daughter was standing with her husband, was shot in the mouth. Our children witnessed it. She was on the ground, bleeding from her mouth, all over her shoulder. One person, local radio personality by the name of Lisa Lopez, sadly killed and 22 others shot. Immediately, officers responded to the area, took two people into custody, and also immediately rendered life-sustaining aid to those victims. Chris, about a million people had packed downtown. It was this before it all kicked off. Kansas City, let me hear you one time! And I don't know if you saw it yesterday. Did you catch any of it as it was happening? Uh, not as it was happening. I saw some of the recaps on national news and local mm. news. I was in the gym literally watching it happen on TV when they broke in with this. And it was toward the end of the celebration. We might have a situation here we're trying to keep an eye on. Our mood has definitely shifted here as we're seeing everybody jump barriers. They said active shooter. And then so we just dropped down to the ground. My daughter tried to climb on top of me to protect me. And I tried to just hold her. So nothing would happen to her. So obviously, Chris, there were a lot of police there already. They rushed in. Uh, local police official had this to say. For the parade. I'm angry at what happened today. The people who came to this celebration should expect a safe environment. This is what Kansas City's mayor had to say as the parade was beginning. Our police department's prepared for whatever comes our way. Apparently, all the chiefs, all the staff members for the Kansas City Chiefs, they're all present and accounted for. Do you have the statement from the chiefs there? I do. Uh, an official statement yesterday afternoon from the chiefs said, we are truly saddened by the senseless act of violence that occurred outside Union Station and the conclusion of today's parade and rally. Our hearts go out to the victims, their families, and all of Kansas City. We are in close communication with the mayor's office as well as Kansas City Police Department. At this time, we have confirmed that all of our players, coaches, staff, and their families are safe and accounted for. We thank the local law enforcement officers and first responders who are on scene to assist. This is all we've got right now. We will keep you informed as details roll in. Thank you so much for joining us. Rocky Mountain Way on KC95. It's the AD Show, AD Roundtree and Chris Frank. So, as you were watching it or hearing about it happen yesterday, what happened at the Kansas City Chiefs Parade, what was the first thing you thought of? Uh, I flashed back to 2019, and I don't know if you've ever gone to a championship parade. I went to the one for the St. Louis Blues, and I was at the end of the parade route, right at Market and um, and uh, whatever road, the Broadway. 
And it was impossible to move AD. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were slammed against the barricade on Broadway. There was 10 rows deep of people behind me. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, it, when you're in a situation like that, the sheer panic and terror of you're stuck. Yeah. There's no safe haven. There's yeah. no place to duck behind. And you don't dare just drop to the ground because you're going to get trampled. Mm. Uh, the helplessness that you have to feel in that situation is numbing. Yeah. The whole thing of the incredible high of having won the Super Bowl to having right. a party to seeing how that all changes in an instant, it really is indicative of how life is. It is a crazy thing to see a situation or be in a situation where it turns on a dime and you don't know what to do. Everything is fine and then all of a sudden it is not. Very fortunately, the matter was handled by a guy called Paul Contreras who was just there to have a party and we've got some audio from him in just a little bit but without him and his bravery and the bravery of some other basically good Samaritans who are around at the time who knows what would have happened we'll take a listen to that next right now though Chris how are we looking out there right now it is 48 degrees in St. Louis a high today of 52 with sun later in the afternoon weather brought to you by air comfort service heating cooling and insulation. Triple the heat and save 10, 15, 20% off of a new furnace. For details and a free estimate, visit aircomfortservice.com. In traffic, there's road work 270 West at Old Halls Ferry Road. The right two lanes are closed. And more road work, Missouri 367, the exit to 270 Westbound. The right lane is closed. And coming up tonight, there's going to be lane closures on northbound and southbound Route 79 at East Terra Lane as they uh, do upgrades to the highway. That is traffic brought to you by Metro Transit. There's a lot more riding on Metro than people. Work at MetroSTL.com. Morning with A.D. Roundtree. My morning show. My morning show rocks. KC95, St. Louis's classic rock. So, as you know, three days after winning the Super Bowl, overtime victory, players with the Kansas City Chiefs having their parade. Yep. Which was going great until very late in the proceedings when gunmen open fire. They believe it's criminal, not terrorist in nature. But do you know what amazes me about the whole situation the most? I mean, there's so many things to unpack with it, but did you see how it all basically came to an end? No, to be honest, I stayed away from a lot of the footage just because I'm so tired of watching this play out over and over again Mm -hmm. that I just, I heard the news, my heart sank, and I I just didn't want to look at footage of it. Yeah, totally understand that. The thing that really kind of took my breath away a little bit about the whole situation was this. Essentially, it was a brave Samaritan, a guy who was just attending the parade to take part in the celebration who wound up essentially putting an end to it by tackling the gunman, a guy called Paul Contreras. Have a listen to this. You don't think about it. It's just a reaction. He got close to me. I got the right angle on him and I hit him from behind. And when I hit him from behind, I either jarred the gun out of his hand or out of his sleeve. 
because as I'm taking him down to the ground, I see the gun on the ground. So I take him down and I'm putting all, all my body weight on him. And then another good Samaritan comes over and is helping me and we're just putting our weight on him. And he's just fighting to get up, but we're, we're fighting to keep him down. Another Samaritan comes over and puts his weight on us and we're waiting for the cops to show up. They get there and uh, the second cop gets there, the third cop gets there, then they pretty much take over. I'm standing there for about a minute or two. You know, me and the cops didn't even have like one or two words. Once they had him and got him cuffed, I sat there for two minutes with all my three daughters. And then we just, we we walked away. We, we headed toward our car. Three civilians tackled him, basically sat on him till cops got there. And then had to sort of go, what just happened as yeah. you sit there with your three daughters before you make your way into the rest of the day and try and figure out what you're going to do next. Bad Company, ready for love on KC95. Woman called Tiffany Null has checked in from the parade. This is obviously not our audio, but weighed in on what it was like to be there as it was all unfolding yesterday. We were just there having a great time. There were a lot of people, like we were shoulder to shoulder. Um, I was standing on top of a cooler because um, I couldn't see. And um, at this point, I had heard, there were so many different noises going on at that point. You didn't really know what was what, but I heard a pop and then you just heard screaming and everybody in front of me just started running. And I I started yelling, what's going on? What's going on? And I, a woman yelled, there's shooting they're shooting yesterday was a celebration of love it was valentine's day and if i take one thing away from everything that happened besides what a horrible senseless tragedy the thing that i wound up walking away from was everything literally everything can change in an instant without warning you hear the change in the mood you hear the change in the recognition of what's happening around you you hear the fact that nobody can do anything about what just happened it happened life is going to do this and a reminder to you to me to all of us i think that time with the people that matter to us the most the people we love is really what counts and to make the most of it every single day because you never know what is going to happen next more on this as it unfolds a buddy of mine was out at the parade a radio guy who sort of is like the me of kansas city out there right and i was watching his instagram story i was like ah look at him basking in it to oh my god is he okay and it went from this is great to thank you so much to everybody that asked we're all present and we are are all accounted for but it is that time with the people that matter to you the most that we cannot get back and some people will never get back more on this as it unfolds we still don't know what happened we know that the suspect was taken into custody thanks to good samaritans they say it was criminal not terrorist in nature there's not really been a whole bunch of expanding on what that means but hopefully we figure that out in the not too distant future in the meantime chris how we looking it's currently 48 degrees and clear in st louis the high today of 51 with sun throughout the afternoon weather brought to you by air comfort service heating cooling and insulation triple the heat and save 10 15 or 20 percent off of a new furnace for details and a free estimate Visit aircomfortservice.com.
In traffic, there's road work 270 West at Old Halls Ferry Road. The right two lanes are closed. There's also road work Missouri 367. The exit to 270 Westbound, the right lane is closed. And that is about it right now. The roads look pretty clean outside of that. Traffic brought to you by Metro Transit. There's a lot more riding on Metro than people. Work at MetroSTL.com. KC95, it's the AD Show. If you are just getting here, good morning. It's AD Roundtree and Chris Frank. What up, dude? Good morning, man. You know what? Let's just get right into it. Let's do some news. Chris, who brings us the news today? The news is brought to you by Frankly to Auto Outlet at Frankly to Mitsubishi. Every vehicle is 29 down. Yes, Lita.com. So it was supposed to be a day of celebration for Kansas City. I have shots fired on the west side. As you know, turned into this. We just heard a bunch of, you know, pop, pop, and people started running and scattering. The girl next to me, where my daughter was standing with her husband, was shot in the mouth. Our children witnessed it. She was on the ground, bleeding from her mouth, all over her shoulder. One person, local radio personality by the name of Lisa Lopez, sadly killed and 22 others shot. Immediately, officers responded to the area, took two people into custody, and also immediately rendered life-sustaining aid to those victims. Chris, about a million people had packed downtown. It was this before it all kicked off. Kansas City, let me hear you one time! And I don't know if you saw it yesterday. Did you catch any of it as it was happening? Uh, not as it was happening. I saw some of the recaps on national news and local mm. news. I was in the gym literally watching it happen on TV when they broke in with this. And it was toward the end of the celebration. We might have a situation here we're trying to keep an eye on. Our mood has definitely shifted here as we're seeing everybody jump barriers. They said active shooter. And then so we just dropped down to the ground. My daughter tried to climb on top of me to protect me. And I tried to just hold her so nothing would happen to her. So obviously, Chris, there were a lot of police there already. They rushed in. A uh, local police official had this to say. For the parade. I'm angry at what happened today. The people who came to this celebration should expect a safe environment. This is what Kansas City's mayor had to say as the parade was beginning. Our police department's prepared for whatever comes our way. Apparently, all the chiefs, all the staff members for the Kansas City Chiefs, they're all present and accounted for. Do you have the statement from the chiefs there? I do. Uh, an official statement yesterday afternoon from the chiefs said, we are truly saddened by the senseless act of violence that occurred outside Union Station and the conclusion of today's parade and rally. Our hearts go out to the victims, their families, and all of Kansas City. We are in close communication with the mayor's office as well as Kansas City Police Department. At this time, we have confirmed that all of our players, coaches, staff, and their families are safe and accounted for. We thank the local law enforcement officers and first responders who are on scene to assist. We have some audio from the guy that actually tackled the shooter, which we'll share with you in just a little bit. Also, Chris, one of your best friends from college is actually a Kansas City police officer, correct? He is, and um, he's hopefully going to be joining us on the show in a, an hour or so to, to talk about, from the police point of view, how you prepare for a situation like this. Um, yeah, man, it's just... 
uh, it's rinse and repeat with all these things. And I don't know, I don't know where you go. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's numbing, man. I, I think back to five years ago and and being at the Blues Parade and. There's nowhere to go when something like that happens. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you are legitimately bare to the world and that you are stuck where you are. If you are like me, you don't know if you can ever unpack situations like this one, but somehow it was appropriate that Valentine's Day was yesterday because it was a celebration of love and things like this are a reminder that everything can change in an instant in just the most terrifying and unpredictable way. And that time with the people that matter the most is something that we cannot get back. So enjoy it and to make the most of it when you can. Um, I just retweeted, there is an amazing uh, video. Somebody else in the parade got video of the person tackling the shooter. And it is beyond amazing to watch this person run down and tackle mm. uh, the shooter uh, in the field in Kansas City. Yeah, the the old expression goes, you can see the mark of a hero is there's trouble and they're the runs running toward it. St. Louis's classic rock. One of the ways you can make your most of your morning is by getting yourself in to see Stevie Nicks. We'll play the 30-second song challenge for those tickets right around 7.30, and we will keep you updated as we learn more about what happened in Kansas City yesterday. Buddy of Chris's, college friend of yours, right? Yes. Cop, he is going to, he's going to join us on the show a little later on, we hope? Probably around 8 o'clock. All right. And uh, this is a guy who... I was thinking about it. I was like, your buddy, the cop, he sees all sorts of things. Like, I've been very close with several police officers, and what they see every single day boggles my mind. How they do it is beyond me, and it really, truly has to be a calling more than anything else. But I thought, no, no, this doesn't just rub out. This is... This is this is something that's going to leave a scar on the entirety of the city. It, sure, it all it leaves a scar on the whole season, the whole Super Bowl experience, all of the above. I was going back to my time living in New York City and my time living in Vegas and other cities where places where that had experienced some form of tragedy, and that's right. something that you carry around for an awfully long time. So very grateful that he is going to be able to come on the show. And it was telling that you're like, hey, he's got to get his kids off to school today and then he'll join us so i was like ah oh, yeah that's life goes on man it, it, it's it's again another numbing fact that you know tragedy happens the world keeps spinning mm. you, you wish you could take a day or two in process but such is life sadly yeah. mm. As the world keeps spinning, what is it looking out like out there? It is currently 48 degrees and sunny in St. Louis. A high today of 52 degrees with sun throughout the day. Weather brought to you by Air Comfort Service heating, cooling, and insulation. Triple the heat and save 10, 15, or 20% off of a new furnace for details and a free estimate. Visit aircomfortservice.com. In traffic, there is continued road work on 270 North just before New Halls Ferry Road. I'm sorry, Old Halls Ferry Road. Uh, there's also a vehicle stall on 64 just before I-170. The right lane is closed. And really, that's about it. It's pretty smooth on the roads today. Uh, Traffic brought to you by Metro Transit. There's a lot more riding on Metro than people. Work at MetroSTL.com. 
974-1111 is the number if you want to get in and play the 30-second song challenge for these tickets to go see Stevie Nicks. We'll do it right after Pink Floyd. It's Hey You or Casey. Morning Rock Show 30-second song challenge. The 30-second song challenge is brought to you by Two Men in a Junk Truck. Two Men in a Junk Truck, St. Louis, removing your junk so that you have room to dream. Michelle, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Are you ready to play the 30-second song challenge? Name seven songs in 30 seconds for these Stevie Nicks tickets. I'm going to try. All right. All right. Count our friend in, Chris. All right, Michelle. Here we go. Three, two, song number one. If I could turn back time. No. No. Oh. Title of the song is not Ah <laughs> for future reference. And this is, uh, you'll want to be able to sing along when you do eventually win these tickets to see Stevie Nicks. It is Fleetwood Mac's Go Your Own Way. Go Your Own Way. But uh, yep. yeah, we must send you on your own way and play you this. You get nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Good day. It's Steph Leppard. Just pour some sugar on me, Rikeshi. It's the AD Show, AD Roundtree and Chris Frank. So we know that 30 people were injured yesterday in the parade in Kansas City for the Kansas City Chiefs after their Super Bowl victory. We know that there are 11 kids. Fortunately, the kids are all expected to make a full recovery. And we know that one person, a local radio DJ called Lisa Lopez, very sadly lost her life. But it could have been so different and so much worse had it not been for the bravery of this guy, a guy called Paul Contreras, who tackled the gunman and subdued him along with a couple other Samaritans until police came along. Have a listen to this. You don't think about it. It's just a reaction. He got close to me. I got the right angle on him and I hit him from behind. And when I hit him from behind, I either jarred the gun out of his hand or out of his sleeve. Because as I'm taking him down to the ground, I see the gun on the ground. So I take him down, and I'm putting all all my body weight on him. And then another good Samaritan comes over and is helping me, and we're just putting our weight on him. And he's just fighting to get up, but we're, we're fighting to keep him down. Another Samaritan comes over and puts his weight on us, and we're waiting for the cops to show up. They get there. And uh, the second cop gets there, the third cop gets there, then they pretty much take over. I'm standing there for about a minute or two. You know, me and the cops didn't even have like one or two words. Once they had him and got him cuffed, I sat there for two minutes with all my three daughters. And then we just, we, we walked away. We, we headed toward our car. Make the most of your morning with A.D. Roundtree. My morning show. My morning show rocks. KC95, St. Louis's classic rock.
A man made of incredibly stern stuff. I can't even begin to imagine what it must have been like in the aftermath of that. Sitting there with your three daughters after having subdued an active shooter. Speaking of people made of sterner stuff, one of your best friends, a college buddy, is a cop in Kansas City. In the area, yeah. In the area. Hopefully we're going to be talking to him a little later on in the show. And there will be another chance to win your way in to see Stevie Nicks in the 30-second song challenge at 8.30. Right now, though, Chris, what's our day looking like? It is currently 50 degrees, and the sun is starting to come out in St. Louis, a high today of 52 and mostly sunny throughout the day. Weather brought to you by Air Comfort Service Heating, Cooling, and Insulation. Triple the heat. Save 10, 15, or 20% off of a new furnace. For details and a free estimate, visit aircomfortservice.com. In traffic, there's debris on the roadway, I-44 West, on to Business 44 just by Six Flags. The right lane is closed. There's also a stalled vehicle, 64 West before I-170. The right lane is closed, and road work continues, 270 West at Old Halls Ferry Road. The right two lanes are closed. Outside of that, things seem clear. Traffic brought to you by Metro Transit. There's a lot more riding on Metro than people. Work at MetroSTL.com. Good buddy of yours. Yep. College buddy. Yes was there on the scene and we will talk to him in just a little bit but this is a guy who had to go home and explain to his kids what had happened that day because they have an awful lot of questions we're taking your calls we'll talk to this is clearly not his real name sergeant bill whoopachoo yes (laughs) your college buddy in just a little bit thank you so much for being here with us today it's don't stop believing it's journey we're casey do we know what motivated this shooting? Because we've heard over and over again it was criminal in nature, not terrorist in nature. But do we know, do we have any idea as to why? Yeah, but, you know, the difference, like a, like a terrorist motivation, is I think what we think of when we picture the movie theater shooter in Aurora. Mm-hmm. Or uh, we, we picture any of the other mass shootings where somebody just indiscriminately targets a group um, and usually with the with the thought process that they're not going to come out of it at the end. Um, right. This is their their last hurrah, and they're in there taking out innocent people, just as many as they can get until something intervenes and, and stops them. Um, my understanding of this one, again, not having been there, uh, is that essentially there were two groups of people who could not get along, mm. and um, there was a lot of bravado, a lot of jawing back and forth, and eventually... Uh, one person produced a gun to resolve their dispute, and there were a lot of bystanders who, who got injured just from sloppy, reckless, criminal, negligent weapon handling. So it was, it was a personal dispute that wound up causing all of this. That's what I understand from the wow. reporting. Casey, good morning. Hey, good morning, AD. How are you, sir? I'm good, sir. Uh, in light of Kansas City, my prayers are out to everyone out there. Yeah, man. And I feel like I feel like they brought the whole city of a great season. Yes. And a Super Bowl champion. You know. I don't yeah. disagree. Yep. This is what the season <laughs> will be remembered for moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We've said it a bunch of times on the show today, but it's a reminder that life and the things going on around you can change in a heartbeat, and it's so important yeah. to give the best that you are to the people that matter the most while you can. So thank you so much, brother. We appreciate but you. Hey, thank you for being I, with I, us this morning. 
on the latter on the latter side, does that woman guess I can turn back time? Yeah, she yes, did. I she guessed share. On on the lighter side, yeah. in the thirty second song challenge, the woman who called yeah. to try and win Stevie Nicks tickets heard Fleetwood Max uh, go your own way and thought it was Cher's turn back time. I, I don't know. I've been listening to Casey for as long as I can remember. I don't. I don't, I don't remember hearing Cher on there. Well, yeah, I, I kind of thought the same. To be honest, we will play the thirty second song challenge again with the same songs in the same order, and you will know that the first song will not be Cher's turn back time. All right, guys, have a great day. You, you too, too, brother. Thanks. The AD Show with AD Roundtree. Mornings on KC ninety five, St. Louis's classic rock. 974-1111 is the number if you would like to play the 30-second song challenge. A share-free. A share-free 30-second song challenge. Not going to tell you again what the first song will be, but spoiler alert, not share. We'll do it right after Nirvana. It's dumb. Thank you so much to Sergeant, Sergeant Bill Whoopachoo yep. for checking in. We'll talk to him more a little bit later. It is Nirvana. It's dumb. We're Casey. The Casey Morning Rock Show 30-Second Song Challenge. The 30-Second Song Challenge is brought to you by Two Men in a Junk Truck. Two Men in a Junk Truck, St. Louis. Removing your junk so that you have room to dream. Double D, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. All right, man. The deal is this. You name seven songs in 30 seconds. We will send you to see the one, the only, the original Stevie Nicks. We're not going to tell you what the first song is. Maybe you're listening at 730, but we will tell you that it is not... Share. It's not share. First song, not share. So, you know... You're welcome in All, advance. Also, another hint. Songs two through seven. Not also share. Also, not share. <laughs> All right. You ready, dude? I am. All right. Count double D in. Here we go in three, two... Song number one. Go your own way. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> he thinks you were listening. By Fleetwood Mac, not Cher. All right. <laughs> because she got Cher on the first one, our previous contestant. From here on in, you're on your own, Double D. Let's do this. Song number two. Finding dancers. Yes. Very good. Song number three. Not I think it was more Not good Uh oh Oh double D Lost it again For future reverence double D Steely Dan's reeling in the years. But until the next time, you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. Come back, play again. And when you do, have the eye of the tiger, Double D. Right on. <laughs> Later, brother. Rikeshi. My wife and daughter saw the gun come out and start shooting. They they said wow. they saw it. Uh, she's, my daughter said that holding them back and people had started backing up. And then he pulled it out and just started shooting and spinning in a circle. My son got shot and my wife got shot. She got shot in her calf. Wow. Uh, it went straight through. So she's, she's fine. My son is left with a bullet in his foot and... I got shot directly in the ankle and broke a couple metatarsal bones in the foot. 
shooting victim from yesterday called Jacob Gooch. Him and his whole family, obviously victims of it, but fortunately alive. 30 people, 11 kids. All the kids are very fortunately expected to make a full recovery. Your buddy, Sergeant Bill Wupachu, was on the scene. We'll yes. continue to talk to him throughout the course of the show. The most chilling part of that victim's recount of what happened was when he said he just started spinning around and shooting. Indiscriminately. Yeah. And from what we understand, having talked to your buddy, Sergeant Bill Wupachu, it was a dispute that got out of hand and ultimately... The casualties were the people there that day, football fans and people all over America, everywhere. Yeah. And it was just a small dispute that got out of control. I've never been angry enough about anything in my entire life that has made me go, I'm going to pull a gun and shoot you it's, over this. It, it, it's unthinkable to think that this started from just two people not getting along or two groups of people not getting along. We don't have many details, but we do know that when they say it was not terrorist in nature, it was criminal, was that it was just, it was an argument that got out of hand. A reminder to you, to me, to all of us that, like we said before, things can change in an instant. Yeah. What matters is the time we spend with the people that we love and also that cooler heads need to prevail. Yes. Bearing that in mind, how are things looking on the road? Good news, AD. It's 8.42 in the morning and we've reached our projected high. It's 52 degrees in St. Louis. The high today of 52 degrees. Uh, we're getting down to... When does the snow start tomorrow? Do I have to park at the bottom of my driveway no. and stumble down through Every, an ice storm? Everything that I've read has said midday to afternoon tomorrow is if there's going to be snow, it's going to start. Oh. So, but you yeah. Know, you know what that means? That means we're going to have nine inches when we wake up. The, the, or the, zero. Or it means zero. And if the snow is supposed to start in the afternoon, it means when you and I get here tomorrow, it's going to be a ghost town because everyone mm. in management and everyone in sales is like, oh, it's snowing. So I'm <clears throat> working from home. Well, we'll be the mayor of ghost town. Okay. <laughs> it is 52 degrees. Sunny this afternoon. We've already hit the high. So enjoy that. Weather brought to you by Air Comfort Service Heating, Cooling, and Insulation. Triple the heat and save 10, 15, or 20% off of the new furnace. For details and a free estimate, visit aircomfortservice.com. In traffic, there is still road work on US 67 South past Chutes and Bauer Road. The right lane is closed. There's an abandoned vehicle roadside on Missouri 364 before Arena Parkway. The right lane is closed. I guess someone just decided to get out and walk. Uh, and static road work on 270 East before Missouri 367. The right lane is closed. That is traffic brought to you by Metro Transit. There's a lot more riding on Metro than people. Work at MetroSTL.com. Your friend, Sergeant Bill Wubichu, yes, was on the scene yesterday. Yes, he was. And I I want to talk to him about what it was like to go home to his family after something like that happens. We'll do that next. Good morning with A.D. Roundtree. My morning show. My morning show rocks. KC95, St. Louis's classic rock. Chris, your friend, Sergeant Bill Wupachu is yes. with us on the show today. Wupachu, maybe not his real name, but he, he calls you because you're you're a seven foot individual. He yes. calls you he calls you too tall. That's my fraternity name, yeah. Thank you very much, dude. Not only for what you do, but for being on the show today. Oh yeah. It, I'll do anything for too tall. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so to be clear, I I realize that 
Uh, Chris wasn't on the, the text thread that I thought he was on yesterday with uh, some of, some of our old old buddies. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of fill you guys in, um, I was there working. I don't I don't work for the agency where the I, I don't work for Kansas City PD, um, but I was there working the parade. There were about nine hundred of us working. Wow. And uh, about a third of those were from outside agencies, so non-KCPD, and the KCPD sure. had about two-thirds of the people that were working there. So uh, just, just police-wise, we had nearly 900 people. Um, I was uh, very far away from everything when it happened, and they actually were very clear with us not to respond to Union Station because they actually had so many officers that it was kind of contributing a little bit to the confusion. What was it like coming home to your family after this? You know, I, I got home from work, and the kids knew I'd been there, and, and we realized that they were going to hear about it at school. And, and everything. So we sat them down and talked to them about what happened and answered all their questions and, um, you know, let them know that I was far, far away. Mm. So, Sergeant, when when something like this happens, obviously you're never completely prepared for this, but is there any sort of training or anything that law enforcement goes through to prepare them for a situation like this where you have so many people in a small area and you're trying to find essentially a needle in a haystack? stack when it comes to the perpetrator. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll actually back up quite a ways in time and to answer that, and I'll talk about, uh, what happened in the wake of the Columbine shooting, you know, before, because Columbine to my mind was really our wake up call that we had some, um, tactics and some techniques that needed to be updated. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, that was, that was at the very outset of, of my personal career. Um, and before that, it, I think that the standard model was, lock everything down and then just wait for tag teams to show up. And uh, we started implementing you know, what eventually became to uh, be called uh, active shooter training or, or armed violent intruder training. And uh, it, it became, hey, when you're Johnny on the spot, you've got to go. And right. initially, um, over the years, some of that thinking has modified. You know, decades of war of having guys overseas fighting uh, insurgents has, has updated police tactics here in mm. the U.S. because we've learned what, what works overseas and what doesn't. It's been an ongoing evolution of training. I've seen it over the course of my well, over 20-year career here where uh, there's no longer the thought process of waiting until I have a team of four. The other thing that, that changed with the evolution was the introduction of what you may have noticed on officers' belts now. You'll see almost universally every officer now carries a tourniquet on their belt. Interesting. And um, we've introduced a lot of battlefield medicine. Uh, in my mind, I call it 10-minute medicine. Uh, we're just trying to get you through 10 minutes so I can get you out to the next level of care. Chris, as you, me, all of us are talking about this morning, Paul Contreras the bystander that essentially took down the shooter could have potentially saved a lot of lives. Yes. What do you make of folks like that? We're all human beings, and and ultimately those instincts take over and and uh, regardless of what your training or your job title is, I think I think people are going to react. And I'm glad to see that that guy did. I the, think he, he very well may have saved a lot of people. The guy who did it, a guy called Paul Contreras, what struck me was he said after it was all wrapped up, he was like, I didn't think about it. I just sort of acted. And after the police got there and took him away, I just sat there on the ground with my three daughters. And I was like, I, I can't imagine what that moment is after you've subdued someone in that situation, knowing that you have your three kids there with 
with you. And, you know, but for a matter of inches, something very different could have played out. And when you talked about having to explain to your kids that, you know, you were working there that day and they had questions and you had to explain to them what happens. It, like, it fills me with gratitude for people like you that are willing to put themselves in harm's way so that the rest of us can live our lives. Uh, what, what's the name of the sergeant that we're talking to uh, again? Sergeant Bill Whoopichu. Sergeant Bill Whoopichu. <laughs> we would like to say, uh, Sergeant Bill Whoopichu, clearly maybe not necessarily the guy's real name, but we want to say thank you yeah. very much, Sergeant Whoopichu, for joining us today. And, and Sergeant, if I could add just one more thing, I'm going to need you to take really, really good care of that Lombardi trophy uh, so that <laughs> next January you can wrap it up and send it to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a lot of people have designs on that trophy, but we're going to try and keep it here. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll see you next season. All right. Thank you so much, Excellent. Sergeant Excellent. Sergeant Whoopichu. Thank you very very much <laughs> for literally everything. Well, thank you guys very much. It's nice talking to you again. Songs you love, but songs you might not have heard in a while. Ad Casey's Professor of Rock digs deep into our library. <laughs> oh, 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 it's really dusty in here. Oh. Picks out some long-lost favorites and tells the stories behind them. This is the AD Round Treat. The AD Round Treat is brought to you by your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. Experience every electrifying moment. Tickets at slso.org. 974-1111 is the number we are taking your calls. You had something to say about Paul Contreras, the civilian that took down the shooter at yesterday's parade in Kansas City. Hey, that guy's a hero for doing that. That's totally awesome for him to step up like that and take that guy down. I, yeah. He was like, you can't plan this stuff out. Beyond me, how he reacted like that in that situation, you would like to think the best of yourself and that when the chips were down, you could be counted on like that guy, Paul Contreras, who tackled the shooter, but oof, I, I yeah, it's, it's very very impressive and very, very fortunate that he was there and had the guts and presence of mind to do what he did and just, essentially him and two other guys sat on the shooter until the cops got there. Yeah. Yeah, and who would have thought, you know, a gunman will do that right at a big celebration against this chief? That's just insane. Yeah, and it's sad because it leaves a, it leaves a scar on the whole experience of the Kansas City Chiefs season. As much as, you know, the people in this room are Kansas City Chiefs fans, we are football fans, we're sports fans, yeah. and we're fans of people and humanity. And to have something like that taken away from them, it, it's a tough thing, and it will never go away. It, no, it won't. Yeah. It, 20 years from now, you'll look back back at that chief season and go man it ended in a mass shooting mm -hmm. when it, it should have yesterday should have been the exclamation point at the end of a phenomenal season for that team and their fans yeah yeah i, I think uh we should dedicate a next song to him to uh kryptonite three doors down i think that'd be perfect for him great idea dude thank you it is three doors down it's kryptonite we're Casey. Three doors down to Kryptonite on KC95. It's the AD Show. AD Roundtree and Chris Frank. You will have another chance to win your way in to see the Australian Pink Floyd. I wonder if they sing Pink Floyd songs in Australian oh, accents. That would be fun. Hey, you. Put another shrimp on the bobby. Crikey. Crikey. Can you crikey? <laughs> your shot at those happens before we get out of here at 10 o'clock, so hang tight. 
House and Chains of Wood on KC95. It's the AD Show. AD Roundtree and Chris Frank, your buddy who you went to college with, right? Yes. Sergeant Bill Whoopachoo, not Correct. his real name, but <laughs> I mean, stellar you know. individual. Anyway, you know, one of my big takeaways from our conversation with him about the fact that he was on site yesterday yes. at the parade in Kansas City was his response when it came to the civilian who stepped in and literally sat on one of the gunmen until police arrived on the scene. Yeah, but the- we're all human beings, and, and ultimately those instincts take over, and, and uh, regardless of what your training or your job title is, I think I think people are going to react. And I'm glad to see that that guy did. I the- think he, he very well may have saved a lot of people. He very well may have saved a lot of people on a day like today in situations like this when you look for something that you can take away from it that's a positive. And uh, what that guy did, what that guy Paul Contreras did with his daughters inches away is a really incredible thing. And if you missed it, we had a great conversation with Sergeant Bill Whoopichu. Whoopichu yes. might be my new favorite word to say on the radio. Uh-huh. So we'll have to get Whoopichu back on. Um, we'll play that for you again. More immediately, though, your chance to win your way in to see the Australian Pink Floyd. Crikey. Crikey. Right after Ozzy. I don't know. Or Casey. Osborne, I don't know, on KC95. It's the AD Show, AD Roundtree, and Chris Frank. Ozzy Osborne's, I don't know. You know what motivated that, Chris? I don't know. It was people coming up to him after he'd been bounced from Black Sabbath, didn't know what he was doing with his life, and thought, you're Ozzy, you're the singer of Sabbath, you're omnipotent, you know everything. What should I do? What should I make of myself? What does the world have in store for me? He was like, I don't know. You couldn't even (laughs) hold down a job as a lead singer in a rock band. Don't ask me. I don't know. And we don't. One thing, though, that I think we have taken away from today is that it's time. It's time with the people that matter to you the most, making memories that it are that is the most precious thing we've got. We do not know at what point we're going to run out of that opportunity to make those memories. And bearing that in mind, I'm not trying to be flippant about this at all and spin it into a, you should really call to win these Australian Pink Floyd tickets. But we always look to the music, the experience of the music, and where it takes us in good situations and bad. That's what we do know. In tough times, we look to the music. And for that reason, we would like to send you to see the Australian Pink Floyd. Indeed. I would like to see the Australian Pink Floyd. Crikey. Crikey. I want to see if they sing Pink Floyd songs in Australia. (laughs) Hey, you. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. Jam my thumb right up my bass player's bunghole for doing it wrong. Something about Vegemite. Okay, did we just go from... All right, cool. Right. That just happened on the show. That's a thing. Look. Look how we took you through the event of the day, through the pain, and put a smile on your face. And now we're sending you to see the Australian Pink Floyd. 974-1111. Caller number nine. You're on your way. Oh, look. It's Leonard Skinner. Call me the breeze. An ode to chili. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, so we've gone from everything that's happened today into Australian Pink Floyd and a fart joke. Yeah. Our work here is done. We're Casey. Skinner on Casey 95. It's the AD Show, AD Roundtree, and Chris Frank. In case you missed it earlier, college buddy of yours, Chris. Yes. Police officer. 
Kansas City area, yep. was on the scene yesterday. Yes, he was. He called in and gave us great insight into exactly what happened yesterday. And it's fantastic audio. If you missed it, we'll play it for you before we get out of here at 10 o'clock. Didn't want to use his real name for understandable reasons, but he went by the name Bill Whoopichu. Correct. You've said it many times on the show, and I wonder... <laughs> I wonder if you could expand on that. Where, where does the name Bill Whoopichu come so, from? I just like to say the word. Yeah, it's Whoopichu. fun. Uh, Bill Whoopichu is a gentleman of uh, mythic status amongst my fraternity uh, at Central Methodist uh, in uh, mid-Missouri. It was the name used anytime we wanted to do something covert and not use our real names. Oh, really? Uh, my dad was actually in uh, my fraternity back in the 60s. Like Bill Whoopichu? went streaking? Uh, well, Bill Whoopichu made it all the way to the personal secretary of President Richard Nixon. Whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. Bill Whoopichu, are we talking about your dad? Yes. My dad on a dare. Your dad as Bill Whoopichu pranked the White House? Well, he was dared to see if he could get the president on the phone. He was like, yeah, I'll take that challenge. And called as the uh, as, as Bill Whoopichu, head of the Young <laughs> Republicans chapter of Central Methodist, and made it all the way to President Nixon's personal secretary, who got on the phone and said, um, Mr. Whoopichu, the president has Mr. retired. Mr. Yeah, the president has retired for the evening and is no longer taking calls. However, he does appreciate your support. That's insane. So, yeah. all right, when we talked to Bill Whoopichu, now we know the origin of Bill Whoopichu's name. But your dad, as Bill Whoopichu, got yes. all the way through to President Nixon's personal secretary. Correct. It would have been great if he got through to the vice president, who has the greatest name in political history, which was... Spiro Agnew. Yeah, wouldn't that have been a Spiro in the Agnews? <laughs> <laughs> or a kick in the Whoopichus. The AD Roundtree Show. KC95, it's the AD Show, AD Roundtree, and Chris Frank. We are about to get out of here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being a part of our KC family on what has been a difficult day. Before we left, Chris, I thought it was only appropriate to play the audio for those that missed it of your friend, Sergeant yeah. Bill Whoopichu. Yes. Not his real name, who was on the scene yesterday. We love you. Thank you very much. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll make our way into Party Town. We'll do it all over again. But we leave you with this. So, Chris, your name in college was Too Tall? That was my fraternity nickname, yeah. And Obvious are, reasons. And we are being joined on the phone by your college buddy, Sergeant Bill Whoopichu. Yes. Who was on the scene yesterday at the parade in Kansas City. Correct. Sergeant Bill Whoopichu. Thank you very much, dude, not only for what you do, but for being on the show today. Oh, yeah. It, I'll do anything for too tall. <laughs> um, yeah, so to be clear, I, I realized that uh, Chris wasn't on the, the text thread that I thought he was on yesterday with uh, some, of, some of our old, old buddies. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of fill you guys in, um, I was there working. I don't, I don't work for the agency where the – I don't work for Kansas City PD – um, but I was there working the parade. There were about 900 of us working. Wow. And uh, about a third of those were from outside agencies, so non-KCPD. And then KCPD sure. had about two-thirds of the people that were working there. So uh, just, just police-wise, we had nearly 900 people. Um, I was uh, very far away from everything when it happened, and they actually were very clear with us not to respond to Union Station because they actually had so many officers that it was kind of contributing a little bit to the confusion. What was it like coming home to your family after this? 
you know, I, I got home from work and the kids knew I'd been there and, and we realized that the they were going to hear about it at school and, and everything. So we sat them down and talked to them about what happened and answered all their questions and, um, you know, let them know that I was far, far away. Mm. So, Sergeant, when when something like this happens, obviously you're never completely prepared for this, but is there any sort of training or anything that law enforcement goes through to prepare them for a situation like this where you have so many people in a small area and you're trying to find essentially a needle in a haystack when it comes to the perpetrator? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'll actually back up quite a ways in time and to answer for that and I'll talk about uh, what happened in the wake of the Columbine shooting you know uh, b before because Columbine to my mind was really our wake-up call that we had some um, tactics and some techniques that needed to be updated mm -hmm. right and uh, that was that was at the very outset of, of my personal career um, and before that it, I think that the standard model was lock everything down and then just wait for tag teams to show up and uh, we started implementing, you know, what, what eventually became to, uh, be called uh, active shooter training or, or armed violent intruder training, and uh, it, it became, hey, when you're Johnny on the spot, you've got to go. Decades of war of having guys overseas fighting uh, insurgents has has updated police tactics here in mm. the U.S. because we've learned what what works overseas and what doesn't. There's no longer the thought process of waiting until I have a team of four. The other thing that that changed with the evolution was the introduction of what you may have noticed on officers' belts now. You'll see almost universally every officer now carries a tourniquet on their belt. Interesting. And um, we've introduced a lot of battlefield medicine. Uh, in my mind, I call it 10-minute medicine. Uh, we're just trying to get you through 10 minutes so I can get you out to the next level of care. Chris, as you, me, all of us are talking about this morning, Paul Contreras... The bystander that essentially took down the shooter could have potentially saved a lot of lives. Yes. Here he is talking about what happened. You don't think about it. It's just a reaction. He got close to me. I got the right angle on him, and I hit him from behind. And when I hit him from behind, I either jarred the gun out of his hand or out of his sleeve. Because as I'm taking him down to the ground, I see the gun on the ground. So I take him down. And I'm putting all, all my body weight on him. What do you make of folks like that? We're all human beings. And, and ultimately, those instincts take over. And, and uh, regardless of what your training or your job title is, I think, I think people are going to react. And I'm glad to see that that guy did. I the, think he, he very well may have saved a lot of people. The guy who did it, a guy called Paul Contreras, what struck me was he said after it was all wrapped up, he was like, I didn't think about it. I just sort of acted. And after the police got there and took him away, I just sat there on the ground with my three daughters. And I was like, I, I can't imagine what that moment is after you've subdued someone in that situation, knowing that you have your three kids there with you. And, you know, but for a matter of inches, something very very different could have played out. And when you talked about having to explain to your kids that, you know, you were working there that day and they had questions and you had to explain to them what happens, it, it fills me with gratitude for people like you that are willing to put themselves in harm's way so that the rest of us can live our lives. Uh, what, what's the name of the sergeant that we're talking to uh, again? Sergeant Bill Whoopichu. Sergeant Bill Whoopichu. <laughs> we would like to say Sergeant Bill Whoopichu, clearly maybe not necessarily the guy's real name, but we want to say thank you yeah. very much, Sergeant Whoopichu, for joining us today. And, and Sergeant, if I could add just one more thing, I'm going to need you to take really, really good care of that Lombardi trophy uh, so that <laughs> next January you can wrap it up and send it to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I, I think a lot of people have designs on that trophy, but we're going to try and keep it here. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll see you next season. All right. Thank you so much, Excellent. Sergeant Excellent. Sergeant Whoopachu. Thank you very very much <laughs> for literally everything. Well, thank you guys very much. It's nice talking to you again. 